Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of the Raise Your Vibration podcast. This week, I am incredibly excited to share a podcast episode I did with my dear friend, Kate, and one person that has impacted my life so much over the past I don't know, four years. It's hard for me to keep track of time right now. (laughs) Um, Kate was someone who inspired me. She is a health and fitness coach and a leader for many women starting their businesses in the online space. And she helped me really gain the confidence to step into my first business and I can guarantee it, I would not be the person I am today without having her as a incredible friend, mentor, and sister on this journey. So today I'm excited to share an episode with you that we recorded a few weeks ago, and Kate shares everything about really building belief in yourself on this entrepreneurial journey. It is something that she helps so many women do, myself included. So before we dive into this episode, y'all know that I have a few announcements to share. Uh, You may have noticed that I've been sharing some of my journey over the past few weeks over on Instagram. If you don't follow me, I am at xo.shelbyrose for the time being. I am going through a rebrand right now, and we may be switching some of that up in the future. But I wanted to let you guys know that I am coming back slowly. (laughs) I have been feeling so much better over the past few weeks, and I I chalk that up to some good therapy, y'all. If you don't have a therapist, I feel like we should all have a therapist. a good therapist, but really the past couple of weeks, I just like came out of this dark night of the soul that I have been in this really not me state. Like if I had to describe it, I just didn't feel like me, right? I was not feeling inspired or in flow. And like the thought of even having a business or, or whatever it may be, just didn't light my soul up at that time. And over the past probably month, I've just been feeling the call to step back and to serve. And 
That is why the podcast is fully back up and running. I have so many good interviews coming your guys' way. October, I have so many fun interviews scheduled, and I'm so excited to share all of them with you. But in addition to that, I am currently rebranding my website, and I will be launching some fun things over the next few weeks. So stay tuned. That's all I'm going to say. My website should be out by next week episode and I will have some really incredible offerings coming with that. But until then, you can still catch my manifestation codes, my fearless codes, and the podcast lab if you are feeling called to create your own podcast. Uh, the link at the link, ought, ought, apparently I have an accent right now, um, at the link in the show notes. So without further ado, let's dive into this episode with Kate and I know y'all are going to enjoy it. Well, Kate, thank you so much for being here today on the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am pumped for this conversation. Uh, yes. For the listeners who don't know Kate, she's just got good energy. She's hilarious. She's funky. <laughs> she's a fireball. <laughs> and I know this podcast interview is going to be magic. So before we dive into the interview, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how you got to where you are today. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm so excited too, because I love Shelby to death. And like, I just, you know, I always love a good compliment from a, a, another like strong female. So thanks, Shelbs. <laughs> um, okay. So like, where am I at in life? Who am I? It's always you know, it's an interesting question, it's a loaded um, question. but it's a loaded <laughs> question. I'm like, <laughs> I get where you want. Um, no, <laughs> yes, no, totally. So like right now in life, 29 years old, living here in Minneapolis with my husband, Zach and, um, life to me has changed a lot, mostly in the past, like five years. Um, like even I think about like our, our relationship Shelby and like where, like when we first met to like where we both are now, it's like, it, it feels like a different like world almost yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's so crazy. Um, but currently what I do now, um, as far as like my profession goes and honestly, just like my passion is I am a full-time like health and wellness coach. Um, and it's not something I ever like set out to do. Um, I used to be a teacher and I was like very in the box of that's what I was going to do forever. Like that's, you know, I was the the person, I don't know if anyone can relate to this, like nodding their head where you had that kind of like story in your head of like who you thought you would be. And then you end up like being a completely different version. Like I used to line up my Barbies and my like teddy bears and teach them and like take out the workbooks and like open up to this page. Um, and so, you know, in the past five years, um, I've transitioned from that to just actually following like my heart and actually doing what it is that I feel like my soul was called to do, which is, um, be myself, which I know sounds like weird, but I think too many of us like go through life with like a veil of who we should be. And we're not actually being who we are. Like I'm loud. I love to talk. I'm crass. And it's like, um, that's good or bad depending on who you are. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's, it sounds so silly and simple, but it's like, I feel like now at 29, I'm finally Kate unapologetically. And I really don't give a shit if people like it or not, because yeah. I like who that is. Yeah. If that makes sense. Absolutely. I, I resonate with all of that. And I think, I think 
there's a lot of confusion out there around what our life purpose is, right? Like what we're supposed to mm -hmm. do. And I really do believe like we came here to step into who we actually are. Like, I think at the most basic level, like, yes, we are going to have maybe missions and purposes, but I think you could be working at a grocery store at a, like as a cashier. But if you are so dropped into who you are as a human being, as a soul, as a spirit walking this planet, I just think that is like literally what we came here to do at its most basic form. And some of us will be called into greater miss missions, which I think you have been called. I think about the impact you've had on my life. Like, I just, I think we will all be called into other missions along our path. But I think at the most basic level, I think you nailed it on the head. Like, we're just here to be who we are. Mm -hmm. And we're so afraid to be that. Like we, you know, yeah. we put these facades or we have the social media and it's like, like, I don't know. It's like, I just want to see who you are. Like, what do you care about? You know? Yeah. So again, sometimes it's, sometimes it's too much for people, but even that is like, okay, then it's too much for you. Like yeah. move along. I think it's, I don't know if you found this to be true. I think when I was trying to be something like an image of something or, you know, the check the boxes, perfect life, dietitian, mm -hmm. all these things, I think I cared more about what people thought of that because I had to live up to this like version of myself. And now it's like, I used to care every time someone left my social media page that I knew from high school or like, you know, I think just thinking about yes. the, the beginning of this journey. And what I found now is the more I am myself, if people leave, I feel okay with it. There's like this like peace mm -hmm. about it where I'm like, I'm not for you and that's okay. There's this, the shift that happens. And I don't know if you found this to be true when you actually step into who you're supposed to be, that it's like this expansion that yes, you don't care as much. Do you find that to be true? Oh, totally. And actually, it's funny you say that because I feel like you were a good lesson for that in my life of like abundance versus lack. And it's that whole notion. I think especially in our society today with, you know, classic hashtag of 2020 with quote unquote, everything going on in the world when reality, everything going on in the world was already going on. It's just yeah. all unveiled Coming at the same the time. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it's just, to me, it's like, it's an abundance mindset to say, I'm okay. If, 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 if you're living your truth and you are who you are and someone doesn't like it, like, why would you hold on to that anyway? Like, why would you want to hold on to someone that doesn't want to accept who you are? Right. And, and it's like, it's that abundance of like, if like one door closes, another one might open up where you might meet your next best friend or the love of your life. And you don't even know it because you're so focused on who left rather than being your authentic self and letting that bring in who's meant to be around you. Yeah. Um, and it can be hard to let that go, but oh. <laughs> real hard. I, was, I literally just really did a podcast on this. I was like, it was so uncomfortable at first when I was watching friends drop like flies and like mm -hmm. just people in my life, like blatantly, I had thought loved and cared about me. Like didn't reach out to me anymore. Didn't want to talk to me like that. That is really uncomfortable. But on the other mm -hmm. side, it's like you have these soulmate connections. You have these people in your life. I would have never met Kate if I hadn't let go of some of those relationships. We wouldn't be able to have developed such a good friendship bond had we not let go of maybe some of the other <laughs> Yes. That weren't necessarily as accepting of our interesting selves. <laughs> and also just like, I was just going to say like, accept like, oh, you're such a weird ass too. Cool. Like, <laughs> yes. So weird together. Yes. <laughs> like, and also like, and that's what's funny is like, we get so afraid to let go of like these relationships or these ties or, you know, the people that we've known since fourth grade or, you know, whatever. And it's like, 
yeah, but like your soul is being called to like that next weirdo that wants to dance with you and like let you be yourself. Yes. So yeah. um, that's why it's good to surround ourselves with, with people who let you just be. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. I'm glad this conversation went here. I didn't expect it to go here, but I feel like it's necessary that this is talked about because it's one of the things that people probably go into my inbox the most about is like mm. stepping into that version of you, letting go of old friends and... I think it's a big acceptance thing for people. People aren't sure when they start out, if they're going to find other people who actually accept that version of them. And I think yep. the conversation we just had, it just goes to show there is always another weirdo out there waiting to dance in the rain with you. <laughs> I know, are you thinking has to be about when you're in Mexico? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking about. Like, <laughs> just weird. <laughs> just a whole other level of weird. Everyone who's listening to this, they're like, wait, what happened in What Mexico? happened in Mexico? Nothing special. We're just, just a lot really of dancing. Weird. Just a lot of dancing. It's fine. <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. So one thing I do want to talk to you about is I, I find you to be an incredibly strong human being who has done so much good. And I think people looking at you from the outside would definitely consider you a success as a woman entrepreneur. And what I want to ask you is what would you tell that person who's maybe not stepped into that thing they want to do or who hasn't started the business or who hasn't pursued their purpose or maybe who just simply hasn't actually stepped out into who they want to be in the world? What would you tell them? Did you have any fear before stepping out into this world of entrepreneurship? What do you think about stepping out into the fear of not being successful? You experience? I love, yes. I love that you just said that because that's something that I think about a lot where I honestly, Shelby, think more, more women specifically are afraid of success than they are what we perceive as failure. Because if you have a measure of success in your business, let's just use that as an example. It means that you've, um, and Lori Harder always says new level, new devil. Mm -hmm. I think more people are afraid of stepping into that side hustle or opening up that business or starting the podcast because it means that now you've reached a new level. Now you have to step up. Now you have to act as if you already are that six or seven figure earner. And I think for a lot of people that's scary because maybe we have been in these boxes or we've been told, well, this is your lane. You stay in this lane, whether it be by a relationship or a parent or a society or whatever. And I think you have to learn almost to say no more than like saying yes to opportunities to be like, to, to allow yourself to reach that next level. Cause it is scary. And when you reach a level of success in your business and especially in entrepreneurship where, um, you know, like I'll never forget the day that I walked into my principal's office and told them like, I do not want to sign my contract for the next school year. Like I'm so passionate about students. Um, and, and that's also too, I guess I'm going to veer to the left you can also have multiple passions in life mm -hmm. and like, that's okay. Cause I also think people get afraid to start that business or, or do that new thing that they want to do. Cause they also love something else. And it's like, yeah. we're multifaceted people with multiple passions and it's okay. Like, you know, me Shelby, like I, I'm still so passionate about education and you know, it's just like, it's okay to, to want a bigger life, even if you love this other thing. Um, but yeah, I, I'll never forget telling my principal I wasn't coming back. And basically I was like, I'm not a hundred 
100% in with kids and that's not fair and I have this other thing I want to do and I'm going to go pursue it. And you guys, my principal re-offered me my job four different times after I said I was leaving. And I had to say no every single time, even though it was tempting, even though I still like loved that side of it. It's like my soul, like told me like there's something else out there, but that was so scary because it meant I had to take my business to the next level. It meant I had to take my mindset and my belief. Really? I think you guys like, and I'm a very action person. I can teach tactics and what to do. And I've really, even in the past two years of my entrepreneur journey, it's, it comes down to what you believe about yourself. If you make it happen or not, because it's like you, why would you take action if you don't believe in yourself or if you don't believe you can be called for more? Um, and that includes saying no, that includes saying, I'm saying no to these things because something else out there in my soul is telling me that it's there for me and I'm going to pursue it. And if you fail, so what you learn, you know, um, and you're going to fail a lot as an entrepreneur. Uh-huh. Like so, 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 so much. I, I think I, I've said this so many times on the podcast, but I'm like, I think entrepreneurship has been the biggest life lesson for me because you can't just like not face all your demons. Like it all, you, you, it mm-hmm. becomes very clear what type of person you are as you walk down this entrepreneurial path and you will get checked along the way. At least that's how I feel. I feel like my entrepreneurial path has aligned exactly with my spiritual path. It's like they go hand in hand together because as like you said, every level is a new devil. And as you uncover parts of yourself and step into different parts of yourself, it's like, fuck, you, you can't not look at all this stuff. <laughs> or you're like, oh, didn't know that limiting belief was still in my head. Or like, yeah. oh, didn't know that trauma from fifth grade when you told me X, Y, Z, like it pops up. You're, it, you're so spot on. And it's like, that's where you have to have that that belief in your mission and that belief in yourself that like those things are a piece of the puzzle to the, to the greater good of what you want to put out into the world. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think develops that belief? Because I think there's a lot of listeners who are sitting here right now who are like, yeah, that all sounds magical. Like I'd love to quit my Mm full-time job. I'd love to pursue that passion. I'd love to have like multi-passions going on or even just to start a podcast. I know there's a lot of people Mm -hmm. there that that's terrifying to share their voice. Like how, have you established that belief? And I know you mentor a lot of women in their businesses as well. How have you helped others establish that belief in themselves? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, I think it's a few things. I I am a believer that, um, you, I do believe that you need to take action in order to build belief Mm -hmm. in the start. For sure. You need those small wins. Even if it's the smallest thing, like you made the graphic for the podcast, you will do, Mm -hmm. you know, you told one friend you were going to start this, this side coaching business or whatever it is, those little tiny actions, they're a roadmap for you to say, well, you, you know, I did this and I did that. Now I can take these next steps. So I do think there's a measure of, um, taking action because it builds that belief. It's like, and that's why I always tell the women that I mentor. I'm like, you know, when you, you prove to yourself along the way that you can do these things, which then allows you to dream bigger. And I think about my road in my business and all these, like, and I'm in a business where you get a lot of accolades, you can get a lot of shout outs and you've got to, like, you kind of mentioned soul search of why do you want those things? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and however your business is set up, but I think building the belief, um, takes, takes that action, asking yourself, why do you really want 
this thing that you're pursuing. Um, I think another piece, you guys, and it sounds so simple, but it's setting big, scary dreams that don't feel obtainable yet because those are the things that make you like get up and work. Like one thing that my husband and I, Zach, who's just like the best, um, one of our big dreams right now is we would love to, um, own a, a piece of land up in like the North shore of Minnesota. Amazing. Um, because to me, that is my heaven, like Lake Superior. It is like, and those are, those are the things that also build belief because of all these other things along the years where it's like, okay, you did that. You accomplished this. You helped that person. You know, this was brave. It's like, you, you have to have those bigger dreams where then I think it's, it propels you to get out of bed each day. Yes. Um, I also think you guys like in order to build that belief, you have got to fail. And this is coming from like Enneagram three, like I'm a Taurus, like I like to be the best and like win the award, but you've got to fall on your fucking face. <laughs> Pick yourself up and be like, okay, boo-boo, like fix the crown or call a girlfriend who will help you and be like, I got to do this and just realize like, you guys, failure is the best thing you will ever experience. It is the best thing and it will hurt you sometimes and you will cry. But when you can fail and then get up and realize, nope, my dreams are bigger than this. Not even failure. You learned like you're going to be so much better. Um, and you got to realize, I mean, Shelby, you could probably attest to this too. Like the road of entrepreneurship and life is, is paved with way more failures than successes. And I don't know about you, but it's like, you've probably learned more from the times you've fallen on your face than the times you got it just right. <laughs> um, absolutely. I, you guys, if you've been listening to this podcast in the recent months, you know that I literally like shut everything down in May and I've been in a cocoon for the past four or five months. And I, you know, I've been coming out of that cocoon recently and starting to do more of the podcasts and wanting to step back into my entrepreneurship. But I'm coming out of it and I'm realizing I'm a different person right now. Like the level, I, I can't tell you the level of confidence and calm that I have coming out of this because I think the worst has, has happened. Like I'm like, okay, if the worst has happened, maybe there's worse things that could possibly happen. But I'm like, fuck, I, I, I don't think I can, I, if I can do that, like if I can get through that part of my life, that dark night of the soul when shit is hitting the fan and you're like barely getting out of the bed every day and I can come out of that and now I can say I'm stepping into this as like that, that person who's overcome that. I can do anything. I feel like fucking superwoman right now who's just like, yeah, come at me. Like I literally did some of the hardest things in my entire life these past six months and I'm going to keep going. And I, I can't tell you like the difference. I just feel different. Like I go on and I, again, like going back to the, I, there was something I was noticing this morning is like, I'm watching just like people leave my Instagram or people leave my show or whatever it is like the normal things that happen as people change and grow. And there's just like this, like next level of peace and calm. I'm just witnessing mm -hmm. when things aren't, you know, the numbers aren't the same or whatever it is like where that may have like triggered me a year ago, still a little bit. I'm like, there's nothing. I was just witnessing that this morning. I'm like, there's literally no attachment to anything mm. right now. And that's where the confidence comes. I, and I it, literally everything you're saying about building confidence, I've been thinking about that a lot lately too, is that that belief and that confidence doesn't come from just like sitting around and doing mantras and meditating and like, yeah, those things yes. are going to be helpful for keeping your anxiety. Yes. Right? But like, mm -hmm. 
you're not confident in a skill until you've done it. The first time I did a podcast recording, I was basically hyperventilating. It was like, I think it was Steph Davies was like one of my first podcast interviews and she was my coach at the time. And I was like, okay, here we go. And I don't think anyone noticed it, but I noticed it. I was so fucking nervous. My hands were sweating. It was like, whatever. And now I can jump on one and it's like a conversation and it's easy and it's flowy. And I'm like, okay, that didn't happen overnight. You guys, it's that daily action of showing up for it and believing that one day it will be the thing I want it to be. Yes. It's not going to be there right away. Oh, that just gave me chills. And you know what it made me think of too, Shelby is like, you know, and everyone listening to this, it's like, think of, you know, we think of success as this, like, just up, 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 up. Like I checked the box, like, because I think it's because we're so used to in society checking the boxes. Like I went to school, I got my degree, I married the guy. Like we check these boxes. So we think our life and entrepreneurship is going to go, okay. And this, and this beautiful, just like going upward slope, but really it's like up, down, up. Like, I'm sure you've seen that like meme on Instagram where it's like, (laughs) but it's like, that is what it is. And I think too, bringing it back to even like who we are as beings and whatever you believe in for the greater power. Like it's so easy for, to forget in the shit that like, whatever you believe they created you in their image to be on this earth because they were like, this person's so freaking cool. Like they've got to be on this earth. So it's like, why don't we believe in ourselves? You know? Cause it's like this, this, this higher power put you here for a purpose. Like it's almost like it's like rude not to step into it. <laughs> it, it. It truly is. I I think we have like this team of guys just watching us be like, they'd be sitting on the sidelines like, what the fuck is she doing watching Netflix yes. again? You have a whole mission that you've got to do, girlfriend. Like, where? Yes. what are you doing? Totally. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I'm just okay. imagining them now. <laughs> <laughs> They're there. Trust me. I feel them. <laughs> Okay. Um, One thing I really also wanted to talk to you about when it comes to stepping into our purpose and like being our own version of success is that I think a lot of women, especially also get trapped in this comparison game. Mm. And I just remember, you know, I think this is something that you really instilled in me is this not, you know, blinders on, but why, why is comparison? What, why do we compare? Like, do you have any insight in that? And like, how do we stop? What, what, what does that transition look like? Like, I know a lot of people are staring. I, I think about my first week of entrepreneurship and I would look at you and Molly Asplin and be like, mm-hmm. well, they have this many followers and people like them and they're outgoing and I'm an introvert. And I, you know, I, because I am, let's be real, homegirl is a hermit. <laughs> but I had all these stories about why that, ver- that, that me wasn't able to be successful. And, and eventually those faded. I'm not really sure when I stopped comparing. I think you had a big part of that. But how do, you, how do, you, how do we get rid of these stories? Or what do we do about them? Yeah, I, you know, I mentor a lot of women. I work with women. Um, and I'm not saying men don't have comparison, obviously too, like we don't want to leave, you know, the dudes out of this, but I think specifically it's so hard because I mean, it's, I think it's like just the easiest trap that we can get into because we do see the facade of social media, right? Like as, as real as you are on social media, like, and I'm talking about anyone listening to this, like 
people still don't know like every single thing about you. Right. And so it's so easy to compare ourselves and say, look at what she has, look at what she's done. But the thing that I've learned with comparison over the years, because I used to really struggle with it in the beginning of my business too, especially being in the fitness space Mm -hmm. um, and starting my, like my business with this, where it was like, oh my God, my body's not as good as hers is, or, you know, I'm not as toned as she is. Like, why would someone, you know, want to, to learn from me when they could, I think, and, and I, I don't know about you, Shelby, but my comparison always went to like, why would they want to learn from me when they could learn from her? Yeah. Like that kind of, of mentality. Absolutely. And, and what I've learned over the years with this, and it takes a lot of work, like what you said, like that is where I do think like, affirmations, um, taking action, proving that, no, honey, you did it. Like you're making this work for you. Those types of things happen. But I also think, um, weeding out those people who don't like support, or like you said, the followers who leave, like you don't need them. It's surrounding yourself with, and it's hard to find those people, but when you level up and you step into who you can be, you realize that people, like people who have had a measure of success that you want, and it sounds so cheesy, but they are truly, they've opened the door to show you that they can like that they've already done it. And now you can too. Mm -hmm. Um, and when it comes to comparison, one of my favorite kind of examples of it is to think about a track and, you know, we all have our own lane, you know, you've heard, I'm sure before, like we're all running our own race, but sometimes I think when we start a business and we see someone else that's already started it, we think, well, they're on the pedestal. Like it's after the yes. race, they're on the, you know, the number, you know, one, two spot, one, two, and three. And here I am huffing and puffing, still running around. When in reality, they're not on a pedestal. They've just done some more laps. <laughs> they've tripped when they've handed off the baton, right? And I think a big thing that is empowering to like get rid of comparison is to also realize that that person whose podcast is crushing it or is, you know, even beautiful. Like how many times do we fall into the trap on Instagram where you're like, she doesn't have a pore. How does she not have a pore on her face? Right? Like, oh wait, there's filters. <laughs> oh yeah. That's oh, yeah. Paris filter. You swipe that one to the left one. Um, but I think it's just realizing that like, also like you get to be you, like, yeah. like they've, they've opened the door. They've shown you that they can do that too. And it's like, they've probably failed. They've probably cried in their closet when their podcast sucked or yeah. when they're, you know, um, that mean person showed up in their inbox. Like mm-hmm. I always think about that too, where it's like people that you want to be mentored by, they have cried. They have thought they should quit. Do you know how many times in my business I've thought, I've looked up teaching jobs to be like, okay, like just go back. And yeah. then, then you, and then you wake yourself up. Like, this is not why I was put on here was to be trapped in that. Like, and so it's so hard you guys. And if you struggle with comparison, know that I do think it's a lifelong journey, but think of that track and just think about that sister has just, she's just run some laps. She's coming back for you to remind you that you can do it too. Um, and it's okay if you fall down and you're like, oh crap, I went into a really bad comparison game. And last thing I'll say with comparison is I do think that if you like, I think sometimes we trick ourselves and we're like, well, I'm following her for inspiration. You're not like if you're triggered, if you then feel like shit about yourself, like I am a big proponent of like, don't follow people in that space until you can really stand on your own two feet. Um, I recently just told that to my friend who's um, a photographer and her business is going really well. And she's like, I'm stifled in my creativity. And I was like, how many photographers are you following? 
And I was like, you need to go unfollow all these people right now. And it's like a month later. And she's like, I feel so much better. And now I can feel inspired and like happy when they're successful. So I think until you can build that, just stop following the other people and, and go do your thing, like do what you got to do and then get off social media or whatever it is that triggers you and go do your shit. Yeah. I, I truly think like, I even think about just scrolling, like inspiration from posts for me, never come on days when I'm on Instagram or like Mm -hmm. for podcast ideas, they come on walks. They come when I've like been doing when you're playing when I'm (laughs) when I'm playing like it's it's never Mm -hmm. when I'm looking at other people's stuff I don't really scroll I mean some days I scroll like there'll be nights where I'm like I'm gonna scroll today but like very rarely if I want to be creative will I consume other people's content I barely ever read other people's content unless it's like I'm in the mood and I'm not creating but it does not that's such good advice it doesn't work (laughs) as a creative that's amazing no oh um, what else did I want to ask you about? Are there any other words of wisdom you have for these listeners before we hop off? Oh gosh. You know, guys, I just think like, um, and I'll tell a quick story cause I'm third grade teacher at heart. Everything goes back to stories. I but, love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just, it's inside of me. I can't help it. Here's what I think you guys is, um, you know, and I will, I'll, again, I do want to give a trigger warning that I am going to touch on, um, suicide. So if that's hard for you, maybe just skip to the end. Um, but two years ago, um, I had a family member die by suicide that was, you know, in his, um, mid forties. It, um, and we didn't really know anything was like wrong per se. And that honestly, you guys, like that experience to me, like when you do experience that, like it's so powerful in the sense of like, when you, then when you sit around and you see how many people loved that person and you're like, God, if you like, you know, who knows what's going on internally when those things happen, but it's like, you have so many gifts. You have, oh my God, I sounded so Minnesotan. Sorry, but you have so many gifts. You have so many people that love you. You have so much to offer this world. And it is a disservice to just like your creator and to yourself. Like you guys, complacency, I think, is is worse than anything. Like, good is the enemy of great. And like, you, like, you get one shot on this planet. And I know right now, like, this year has been such a reckoning for so many people. But I think more than ever, if you're listening to this, like, what are you waiting for? If there's something you want to do in your life, like, go do it. Because you are never guaranteed tomorrow. You are never, you're not even guaranteed the next hour. And it doesn't mean every day you have to be shitting glitter and it's rainbows, but it means that like, don't give up on yourself because you have something to give and you get one shot. Like there is, to me, I always think about that experience. I'm like, there's no do over. There's no like, well, that was like, you know, that was a good, like you've got, you've got this shot, you know, whatever you all believe for the afterlife, like whatever. But it's like, you have this, this chance on this planet right now in this body and this soul to go do what it is that you want to do. So do it. Because I just think like, you don't want to be 90 years old on your, you know, deathbed and being like, gosh, I wish I would have done that. Yeah. And I know that's cheesy, but it's like, those are the things that get you out of bed every day, I think. Um, and, and propel you forward. Yeah. I love that. And I think, I don't know if you've read any of those interviews of people who are like on their, like nurses who've interviewed mm-hmm. hospice nurse, nurses who've been like working with people who are passing. And the biggest thing they say is that people have regrets about not doing the things that, you know, they always wanted to their entire lives. They kept pushing off, pushing off, pushing off. So I love that. And then there was something else you said that really resonated. And that is, 
most likely gone. So, (laughs) (laughs) oh, it's so sad because I was like so excited, so excited about it. And I was like, oh, shelves. Poof. That's okay. Still got my squirrel brain from time to time. (laughs) You know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. I know. Here listening, you would have it any other way. (laughs) I agree. I agree. I think they're used to it. And if it comes back, then it'll come back. Um, I would love for people to connect with you and find you. And I don't know. I think your stories are hilarious you're fun to watch so I mean if anything else go follow her on Instagram (laughs) but where can people find you where do you like to hang out uh yeah give us the details yeah I mean I'm mostly hanging out on Instagram so that's um at underscore Kate Brown um and I'm C-A-I-T for Kate you know keeping it keeping it cool over here um and then I do have my website, which is um, katebrown.com. So those are mostly hanging out on Instagram. And um, if you like French Bulldogs, I mean, Henry's always on my stories. So, <laughs> oh, Henry. <laughs> um, and do we have a podcast coming in the next? Yes. Year? Yes. It's, it's not, <laughs> I don't want to put pressure on I, you. <laughs> I will, no, and I will give the plug to Shelby that like she's helping me start this. I um, It's just not here yet. So I'll definitely keep you in tune with that shelves once it's um, put together because same thing, like Shelby said, I'm like, I've been wanting to do a podcast forever. And it's just like, fuck it. Let's go do it. Let's yeah. chat. And if one person, if Shelby's the only one listening to it, cool. <laughs> fuck yes. I doubt that. I think you have great energy and you have a knack for really making things simple. I think you make topics that feel hard for people or feel overwhelming or feel so emotional. You make them simple and actionable. And I know people are going to love your show. So Stay tuned on Kate's Instagram, her website. She will have a podcast coming and I will link everything she chatted about here in the show notes. Thank you for being here. I know this podcast episode is truly going to help so many women. I know so many women come to me with these questions or who are listening and just feel frozen by their own stuff going on inside their head. So Mm -hmm. thank you. Thanks, Shelby. I had so much fun. Yay.